Hi, this is Nathan. Before we get to the episode, I want to invite you to join me on an incredible adventure this November of 2024. I am taking a small group of believers to Turkey, what the New Testament called Asia Minor, for a 12-day Bible study tour of the early church. We'll be studying the book of Acts and many of the epistles on location as we visit ancient cities like Ephesus, Laodicea, Heropolis, Antioch, Pergamum, and many more. If you are interested in joining me this November for a once-in-a-lifetime adventure as we study where much of the New Testament and early church took place, you can learn more by going to deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. And if you're interested, don't delay. Spots are limited and on a first-come, first-served basis, and a $100 discount is available if you register before May 27th. I do hope you can join me. And again, more information is available at deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. Now, here's the episode. Welcome to episode 275 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to discuss the idea of Jesus being in the present tense. Let's dive in. Well, over the next several weeks, I want to dive into a mini-series walking through the I Am statements of Jesus in the book of John. I have been just pondering and meditating on this grand reality of Jesus as the I in these I am statements in the book of John. And it has been so just stirring and beautiful to my soul. Now, before we actually dive into the first I am statement, which we're going to do in the next episode, I wanted to give an overview of just the concept itself. And I really want to discuss this idea of Jesus being in the present tense. It's just been a neat thought I've just been mulling over over the last several weeks. When we get into the book of John, it's interesting of this idea that Jesus presents himself as this, these I am statements. And you, if you've been listening to this podcast at all, you've heard me say this, but there is something really significant about names throughout scripture. In other words, a name is not just a name. For example, a name is symbolic of identity or character or the attribute of an individual. It bespeaks of someone's nature. Again, a great example of this would be Jacob. When Jacob was born, he was holding on to the heel of his brother Esau, and so they gave him the name Jacob, which does mean heel grabber, but it also means a lying, deceiving manipulator, <laughs> which is like a horrible name. And yet what you see in Jacob's life is that's not just his name, that is actually a picture of his character. He was a lying, deceiving manipulator, which is why it's so significant when God wrestles with Jacob and gives him a new name. And he says, no longer am I going to call you Jacob. You are going to be known as Israel, which translates as the prince of God or the one who wrestles. It actually gives you this idea of the one who prevails, which is that alone is a crazy thought that Jacob prevailed in his wrestling match with God. So names are really significant. Now, as you go back into Exodus chapter three, Moses is up on the mountain. And again, there's this burning bush and God is speaking to Moses through the bush. 
And Moses says, okay, I get it. You want me to go back to Egypt and you want me to rescue your people. But when they ask me, who is this God that has sent you to us? What, what shall I say? What name shall I give them? And listen to what God says. This is in Exodus chapter three. God said to Moses, tell them, I am who I am. Thus, you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. (laughs) Now, I don't know about you. I am is not a name. And yet when you dive into this as it's just, and it's a beautiful concept, that name, that unspeakable name of God, Yahweh or Jehovah, it really bespeaks of God's unchanging nature that he was and is and forever will be. And again, we could spend an entire episode just unpacking that idea, but I bring that up because it's, I, I find it so significant in our study that here is Jesus. And when he makes these seven declarative, I am statements, he, he's not just saying, well, I am a door. Or I am a good shepherd. He's using that Jewish concept of the unspeakable name of God. He's reaching back into the Old Testament. He's grabbing Jehovah's name. And he says, do you know who I am? The same God that spoke to Moses in the burning bush. The same Jehovah God that created all things. The same Jehovah God that that led Abraham into the promised land. I am that God. So, you, you can't you can't ignore the fact that when Jesus is making these I am statements, he's not just saying, well, yeah, I am this and, and I am that as, as this arbitrary concept. Rather, he, he's using God's unspeakable name, that, that, that name that the Jews would refuse to speak, what they typically would say Adonai uh, as, as a replacement. But, they, but Jesus would use that name and say, that is who I am which is why if you look at some of the context of some of these I am statements, they picked up stones and was going to stone him. Well, it's not just because he made a statement. It's because he is declaring himself as Yahweh or as Jehovah God. That alone to me is just absolutely beautiful. I love the fact, and again, this is fleshed out all throughout the New Testament, but that our precious Jesus is the God of the Old Testament. That, that, that triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, who is one God who is acting and speaking and, and, and moving upon humanity, that God took on flesh and became a man. And as Jesus is operating and as he's talking and as he's living, you see Yahweh God functioning, living as a man. That is, that is mind-boggling to me. Now, as you get into the book of John, Jesus uses that phrase that I am, which in Greek is ego eimi. He uses it slightly in a few different ways. It shows up 24 times in the book of John, that I am statement. And it is interesting that they're all spoken by Jesus, except one time uh, a blind man who is healed down at the pool of Siloam uses that as a phrase, but, but it's used throughout the book of John in three ways. One it's used in the sense of like, hey, this is me. So if you look at like John 4, 26 or John 9, 9, it's used in the sense of like, hey, ego a me. Hey, it's me. There, there's a way it's used, and this is the predominant one, is that it's just referencing the I amness. Uh, f- for example, in John chapter 8, Jesus is talking to the, the Pharisees 
And the Pharisees are accusing Jesus of the fact that, you know, he's saying, well, I, I spoke to Abraham. And in John chapter 8, verse 57, the, the Pharisees are speaking and they say, well, Jesus, you're not even 50 years old. And yet, have you seen Abraham? And Jesus said to them, listen to this, this is so profound. Most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. And again, they pick up stones to, to stone him. And, and Jesus is saying, hey, look, even before Abraham was called by God, I am that God. I was in existence. I am. And Jesus uses that unspeakable name of God. And so it's used a bunch of times in that kind of a, in that kind of a sense. It, but speaking of Jesus's divinity uh, and just this, his great I amness, again, going back to that Exodus 3 scene with Moses and the burning bush. But seven times in the book of John, that I am statement is made with, and, and don't get lost here, it's made with what we call, if you're a grammar nerd, a predicate nominative. <laughs> and since most of us are not grammar nerds, a predicate nominative is, is, a, is this thing where you take something and then you compare yourself to it. Uh, for example, if uh, my brother, he, if he said, I am a plumber, then the word plumber is that predicate nominative that he is, and he's tying the who he is with the that thing that he is. <laughs> I hope that made sense. So seven times in the gospel of John, Jesus says, I am, but then he ties it to something else. And he's using that as a picture of who he is. So let me give you really quickly, just these seven I am statements that we're going to be looking at over these next several weeks. In John chapter six, several times he uses this phrase, I am the bread of life. In John eight, verse 12, he says, I am the light of the world. In John chapter 10, at the very beginning of the chapter, he says, I am the door or the gate of the sheep. But then later on in the chapter, he says, I am the good shepherd. In John chapter 11, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. In John 14, verse 6, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And in John chapter 15, he says, I am the true vine. Now, we're going to dive into each of those in much more detail, but I want to point out two key things. One, I find it incredibly fascinating that all seven focus on this idea of life. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. He says, I am the light of the world. And yet in John chapter one, John is talking about the fact that the light has come to the world, that the light brings forth life. And as you begin to walk through each of these seven, what you find is that at the core of all seven of these, you have this concept of life. I just want you to keep that in the back of your mind. I just find that really fascinating, really profound because Jesus is life itself. Again, as he says in John 14, verse six. But here's the other concept that I really want to just focus on. And it's this idea that in all seven of those, Jesus is speaking. And, and you, when you, again, I know we're not all grammar nerds, but when you look at the grammar in the Greek, all seven of those are in the present tense. Now, I've talked through this before on this podcast, but I love the Greek present tense. Uh, in English, when we, when we have something in the present tense, it means it's for the right now. But the emphasis in the Greek is that is still true. It's for the right now. But there's this undercurrent idea, which is that it is the ever present tense. 
In other words, it's not just for the right now, and then it's going to go away. For example, right now, I'm recording this podcast. But, you know, in about 20 minutes from now, I'm going to, hey, I'm going to be doing something else. That's, so yeah, this is in the present tense, but in the Greek, it's this ever-present reality of truth. So take that into consideration. When Jesus says, I am the bread of life, he's not just saying 2,000 years ago that he was the bread of life. No, he was the bread of life. He is this present moment, the bread of life, and he forever will be our bread of life. So as you walk through all seven of these, this, this stirs me because of the idea that Jesus is always these things. That again, he, it wasn't just something for 2,000 years ago. Rather, he at this very moment are all these things in the present tense. And since we all live in the present tense, then all seven of these are always true in our lives. That Jesus always is our bread of life. He always is the light of the world. He always is the door or that gate of the sheep. Right at this very moment, he is still a good shepherd. That he is still the resurrection and the life. That he is always the way, the truth, and the life. And he's always the true vine. That concept to me is so rich and so powerful. Well, I just hope you over these next several weeks will join me in this kind of this overview study of the I am statements of Jesus. In fact, I would love for you just to be studying along with me as we walk through all seven of these. So in the next episode, we are going to look at the I am the bread of life found in John chapter six. So if you want to study along, I would highly encourage you to read and and dive deep into that particular I am. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 275 for episode 275. And until next time, where we dive deep into these rich I am statements of Jesus, know I am cheering you on as you build your life around Jesus Christ.